0: are listening to Inherited Danger, Book 2 of the Dawning of Power Trilogy, a podcast novel written and read by Brian Rathbone. For more information, maps, and additional downloads, visit brianrathbone.com. Thank you for listening. Chapter 2 The Past is Indelible but our every action weaves the fabric of the future. Enoch Geist, the first one. Katrin avoided Nat for the next few days and kept herself busy practicing knots. Mastering all of them gave her great pride, and she sought out Bryn. He watched her demonstrate. Not bad, he said, but on a ship you have to be able to tie them without thinking or even watching what you're doing. Come back when you can do them all with your eyes closed. Disappointment was overwhelmed by the need for success. Refusing to fail, Katrin squatted on the deck. Her eyes closed, she found her other senses heightened. Things that normally complemented her visual image were now her only source of awareness. When Nat walked across the deck, she knew him from the rhythmic click of his staff against the deck. The sound grew closer and stopped, and she was not surprised when he spoke. I'm sorry, Katrin. I didn't want to hurt you. Then why did you? You could have simply told me I looked like my mother and people might recognize me, she said, realizing even as the words left her mouth that she was being unreasonable. Nat was not to blame for the pain his message stirred within her. I'm sorry he said. No, I'm the one who owes you an apology. I reacted poorly and have been acting like a child. Please, sit with me, she said, motioning to the spot next to her. Nat eased himself slowly to the deck, grunting as he settled himself. I'm getting old, he said. I've been meaning to ask you something, Katrin said. How did you manage to swim and hold on to your staff at the same time? She remembered her own terrifying plunge into the sea. Nat's back stiffened and his face grew stony. I had to choose, he said. I had to choose between my life and my father's last wishes. I knew I couldn't swim with the staff in my hands, at least not very well. But to drop the staff would have been to betray my father, and I would not allow the consequences. Not again. I couldn't. The venom that poured from him, as if she had lanced a festering wound, surprised Catron. They said I was crazy to hold on to the staff, that only a madman would try to swim with an iron-shod stick, he said, with an angry, hurt look toward the crew. I see. Catrin said, looking him in the eye. It was Nat's turn to feel foolish. He seemed to realize the crew could not have known how that would hurt him. He shook his head. I must have seemed crazy to them, risking my life to save a piece of wood and metal. There was no way they could have understood. I would have died without their help. He sighed. He looked down at the deck, breaking eye contact with Catrin. It pains me to trouble you more, but I must. You left before I could tell you the rest. I cannot go with you to the Greatland, he blurted. Katrin sat back so quickly that she smacked her head on the deckhouse. Unable to formulate a response, she just stared at him in shock. It's not that I don't want to go. Please, understand. I know I swore to protect you, and I will for as long as I can. But I cannot go to the Greatland. It was forbidden to me. I've known this time would come and have dreaded it, but now it has arrived, and I shall do my duty to my father, he said. Catrin was not sure how much more she could take. On his deathbed, Nat continued, he made me swear I would never again set foot on the Greatland. He said that if I did, something far more dreadful than Juliet's death would occur, and I cannot allow that to happen. He looked directly at Katrin. It seems that I've taken too many vows, and now I must choose, for I cannot obey them all. Will you, Katrin Volker, Harold of Istra and my dear friend, please release me from my vow? He asked, kneeling and placing his forehead on the deck before her. I cannot she said forcefully, and his head jerked up from the deck. He could not contain his utter dismay, and his face went slack. He looked into Katrin's face and was confused when she smiled back. You can keep both vows. There is no need to choose. I am flexible, you see. You don't need to come with me to protect me and my interests. I'll need someone to look after things on the godfist. Nat smiled when he realized she had cleverly solved his dilemma, allowing him to keep his word and his pride. Katrin, though, had an icy feeling in her stomach. She would go to the Greatland with only Vertuk to guide her, and she was not yet certain how Vertuk felt about the journey. She might have to face the Jean alone. Your passage from the Falcon Isles has been paid, and I have gold for you. Members of the Vestrana should be available to help you on your quest once you reach the Greatland. Thank you, Catrin said, nodding, but things had changed between them. Knowing he would not accompany her, their relationship felt thin and strained. Nat sat for a while in uncomfortable silence, then excused himself. It was a strange parting, and Catrin was saddened by the tension. She tried to wish Nat well, but she kept seeing herself alone in a strange land where everyone wanted her dead. A sudden wind threatened to blow away the canvas and line, and Katrin quickly gathered them up and ran to her cabin. When she stepped inside, she heard muffled shouts from the deck and the sound of men running. Throwing the line and canvas aside, she rushed back to the deck. Several crewmen ran by her on their way to the stern. When Katrin arrived, most of the crew was already gathered there, trying to get a good view. She could see nothing at first, but Bryn saw her dilemma and hoisted her onto his shoulders. Finally able to see above the other men, Katrin saw the stealthy shark on the horizon, listing badly and riding too low in the water. They're gonna sink her, a crewman yelled. It's a trick, another man added. Kenward watched in tortured silence. Unable to stand still, he paced back and forth. The shark listed sharply, driven by the growing wind. Part of her rigging struck the water and snapped off, and it became clear this was no ruse. The stealthy shark was foundering and beginning to sink. Turn this ship around, Kenward shouted. Set a course for the shark. I'll not let her sink this day. The crew sprung into action, arming themselves as they prepared the ship to come about. They all seemed to know that Kenward was doing this for his sister. He might not be able to save her, but he could save her ship. The eel turned slowly, and Katrin urged it forward, as if her desire might somehow propel the ship. The stealthy shark had fallen far behind, and it looked as if it might sink before they arrived. As the stealthy shark gradually grew larger on the horizon, her crew became visible. One man waved his arms frantically, and others struggled to move about the deck, clinging to the rails. The ship was out of control, and the men seemed barely able to hang on. Katrin's knees buckled when they grew close enough to see the men's faces. It was Strom who waved. Strom! she screamed, and everyone aboard the slippery eel looked at her. Those are my friends! Help them! All this time they had been right behind her, and now they were in mortal danger. Kenward could not pull his ship alongside the shark for fear of colliding with it. The seas were choppy and unpredictable winds gusted at gale force so they had to lower the small boats into the water. Men scrambled down, and Katrin saw Kenward begin his descent. Without another thought, she leaped over the railing and shimmied down one of the ropes. The boat below was overfull, and the waves tossed it as Katrin wedged herself between two men. As they approached the sinking ship, men threw ropes onto the deck. Katrin spotted Benjamin and called to him as he grabbed one of the ropes. He tied it to a pair of sturdy bollards on the deck and stopped just long enough to smile and wave to her. Within moments, they were all aboard the shark, the crew scrambling to assess and repair the damage. Vertuk climbed on deck, went straight to the bilge pump, and began to crank it. Kenward, Benjen shouted, do you have any pyre or orchid? Not in many years, Kenward replied. Dreadroot! Have you any Dreadroot? Bring back Dreadroot on the next trip, Kenward yelled to a sailor. Now! The need is urgent, Benjin insisted, and Kenward ordered the man to hurry. Katrin had never heard of Pyre Orchid, but Benjamin's request for Dreadroot terrified her. The only use for Dreadroot she knew of was to treat severe infections, and it was only used in cases where the infection was out of control and likely to cause death. Dreadroot could wipe out rampant infections, but it was so powerful it also killed many of the people treated with it. The hole in the hull was far too large to be repaired with oakum alone, sir, a crewman reported. We'll need to patch it and then seal it. Get the shelves from the cabins and use those to patch it, Kenward ordered. We'll need more oakum from the eel. Benjamin appeared stricken as he realized the materials needed to repair the ship had been on board all along. Boil oh me, I wish I'd thought of that. I had hoped the oakum would hold long enough to catch you, but it blew out with no warning, and I knew we were in trouble. Thanks for coming back for us. Trying to account for all of her guardians, Catrin searched the ship. She had seen Strom already, but in the chaos she could no longer locate him. Osborne appeared for a moment, but was then lost in a flurry of sailors. Men struggled to repair damage at the helm. Benjamin and Kenward rushed to their aid before Catrin could ask who needed the dreadroot. Praying it wasn't Chase... She decided to have a look in the cabins and move toward the deck house, Checking each cabin, she found them all empty. And when she reached the last door, she wondered where else to look. But the smell told her she had found him. Covering her nose and mouth, she entered the cabin and sobbed when she saw Chase, pale and shivering, an open wound on his right shoulder, angry flesh mottled red and purple. Surrounded the wound, and Katrin could feel the heat radiating from it without touching him. He did not stir, even when she blotted the sweat from his forehead. His breathing was shallow and labored, and Katrin feared he was already lost, too far into sickness to ever recover. She cursed fate for its cruelty. All this time the herbs Chase needed had been just out of reach. If only she had known her friends were aboard the stealthy shark, then Chase would be safe. The rough and unpredictable motions of the ship caused the hammock to sway wildly at times. Chase's body was dead weight, and Catrin winced as it soundly struck the cabin wall. Benjamin charged into the cabin, carrying a small vial and a flask of water. The dread root Kenward had provided was not in its usual powdered form, Instead, it was concentrated oil. Benjamin used extreme care in applying a single drop to Chase's tongue, knowing a larger dose would almost certainly kill him. Chase did not react at first, but then his face wrinkled and he looked as if he wanted to spit. He shook his head back and forth wildly, trying to swallow. Benjen poured water over his lips, but Chase swallowed very little and sprayed most of it across the cabin as he coughed. After a moment, though, he drifted off, settling back into unconsciousness. His breaths were short, and Katrin encouraged him on each one, fearing it would be his last. She was distracted when she noticed Benjamin having trouble closing the vial with one hand, his left arm hanging limply at his side. Katrin moved to him and reached for his shirt, but he pulled away. I'm fine, he said. Right now, I need to help Kenward and the others attend to the ship. Stay here with Chase, please. Shout if his condition worsens. He rushed from the small cabin, not waiting for a response. Holding Chase's hand, Katrin watched his chest rise and fall. Physical contact gave her the distinct impression of heat and corruption, and she could sense his life forces slipping away. Uncertain of what to do, but unwilling to do nothing, she placed one hand on his forehead and the other on his chest. After synchronizing her breathing with his, she began to concentrate on his getting well. Love and friendship poured through the physical bond, and her hands grew warm. A tingling sensation thrummed in her palms. Energy swirled from her hands and into Chase, and she focused on the foulness raging within him. The infection gave her the impression of immense hunger and single-minded reproduction. It would consume him. She could not tell if the dread root was having any effect, for the infection seemed to remain strong, overcoming his body's weakened defenses. Soon, though, his breathing became more regular, and Katrin decided to try something different. Holding both hands over his wound, she concentrated on the inflamed flesh. It repulsed her, but she refused to pull away. Energy poured into the diseased flesh. A small trail of blood seeped from the wound, and Katrin grew alarmed, but the blood seemed to cleanse the area carrying away foul contaminants. She sensed Chase's body beginning to fight the infection forcefully. Kenward entered with a cloth and a basin of diluted wine. Can you hold him in place while I do this? I can do it, Katrin replied. Kenward nodded and began to cleanse the area around the wound first. Chase moaned and thrashed, but Katrin held him fast. Kenward wiped the wound directly, then applied pressure around it, forcing the foulness out. Chase shouted incoherently, but Katrin held him, speaking soothing words in his ear, her tears mixing with his sweat. That's all I can do for now, Kenward said after bandaging the wound. Get him to drink water if you can, he added as he left. Katrin helped Chase drink whenever he woke, and several times she woke him just to give him more water. The ship's motion became more stable, and the listing subsided. In the hours before dawn, she leaned her head against the cabin wall for a moment of rest. She was asleep before she drew another breath. That concludes this episode of Inherited Danger. Thank you for listening. For the latest news and new releases, be sure to check out com.